What's new, Nate? What's new? Uh, well, it's been a while, but besides, uh, you we're probably, here. You, you now have a seven-year-old kid. Yeah, because you haven't been on the sent one off. Yeah, sent one off to college last <laughs> week. Um, so we been doing a little dog training uh, with my poodle pointer named Huck. For those who don't know, we call this the Huck date. Um, doing a little dog training, getting him ready for his natural ability tests in October. Um, I have no reason to think at this point that he won't pass with flying colors, which is good. Uh, we're just kind of working on some of the cooperation things that the judges like to see. So like coming when called and such as that. Uh, but, uh, cause when he gets on a bird, it's, there's nothing else in the world You're except reckoning. for that bird. Mm-hmm. So, Anyway, um, been working on that some, uh, and you know, he's spending some time at the lake. This he loves to swim, loves loves to swim. Like I can throw his ball like a hundred yards, and he'll go get it and bring it back. So, um, you know, just been a really good, really good summer so far. That's awesome. Sounds like he's having a great yep. summer. He's having a great summer. Is that the only what's new that you have in your life? I mean, you know, other than normal life stuff, um, nothing There's really nothing exciting else. going on. There's nothing else we discussed in the, oh, in the pre-show. Oh, yeah, there like is something else. Yeah, out what, what we're going to talk about on this podcast. There was <laughs> listen, nothing else. Listen, listen, I'm I'm still kind of I'm knocking rust off here. You're, you're um, <laughs> no, we in like in like in like two and a half weeks or something like that. August 14th live show Grove Roots Brewing. Wearhaven, Florida. Be there or be square. Get your tickets. Link in the show notes. Um, also, just like ask and we'll just send you the link because it's super easy to get tickets. Yeah, and tickets tickets have sold. They sold initially like they were going like hotcakes and then slowed down lately. Although, I mean, we've sold a few here and there, you know, intermittently. But I, hopefully there's some people sitting around saying, Hey, we're waiting till the last minute to get tickets, but please buy your tickets. Please come support the show because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be epic. It's, it's and, and, and there may or may not be like a live hug date. We're not sure yet. Oh, teasing oh, that. Oh, nice. There may or there may not be a sandwich bar. Whoa. That's may or may not be sandwiches. They are sandwiches. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the so, debate continues. Yeah, the debate may rage live at the live show. How about them apples, Emily? Yeah. Yes. What is new with you? Hey, everybody. That was a grumpy yes. It's nice it, to you can tell what time of day we record by the by Emily's tone of voice. This is Emily after dark. Yeah. This is not Emily after dark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is Emily very sober. <laughs> oh. Oh, we didn't I, warn our, our our listeners about that. Yeah, I usually loosen up before we do a show, but I quit drinking again, so. Uh, That's the again <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's amazing how fast your body, like, thanks you for it, though. Like, I feel good, and I've lost three pounds, and, like, I have abs again, so there you go. In three days. A week. A week. Ten Sorry, days. I don't know. It feels like feels like 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> What is new with you? Uh, We have a new review. Awesome. Can we hear it? We can. It's a five-star review from... 
hold on. I'm sorry. I need to warn everyone. They were recording this on Monday night for Tuesday morning. So let me just go ahead and tell you if you have little kids in the car, there's no telling what may happen with Emily. Sober no and at this time. Yeah. So we, we haven't said anything bad and I hopefully don't, but there's no telling where this is going to go. M. Permission to continue. Let's hear the new review. May I speak? Please speak. Okay. Um, I read that in a psychology book that if someone keeps interrupting you and you ask them for permission to talk, they'll stop. Let us, mm. te- let us test that now. <laughs> okay. It's a five-star review from the Reverend 434. So I want you to all bow your heads and close your eyes while I read this review. Oh, you think I could find some music, like some of the choir music to put behind this? So it sounds like sermony. That like- was six seconds, everyone. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. Uh, it's called Special Place in My Heart. It's a good thing it's not Special Place some other place. Ew. <laughs> what <Jeez>. the heck? <laughs> That would require more editing. Get holy. <laughs> it's okay. a reverend. Like I tied all that together. All right. Whew. All right. I have just started listening several months ago and have enjoyed every episode. Florida has and will always hold a special place in my heart. My parents were married in 1964. And <laughs> this is like a diary entry. My parents were married in 1964 and lived in the Land of Lakes. Nope. My parents were married in 1964 and lived in Land Lakes from 64 to 72 before they moved back to Tennessee in 1973. Can Hi. I interrupt to tell you something? Oh, my God. <laughs> my relatives no, founded Land Lakes. Nanny, nope. nannies, nanny's people, mm-hmm. Ernestine, mm-hmm. founded Land of Lake, Land of Lakes. Really? Yeah, like in the 1860s. Where all that money? I don't think you get money for founding a city. I don't think that's how that works. Well, (laughs) anyway, sorry. Carry on with the Reverend's sermon. During that time. So when we left off in the story, they had just moved back to Tennessee in 1973. During that time, they made some incredible memories, which are to this day told us stories that captivate anyone within earshot. My dad especially led a fascinating life. His adventures included catching wild hogs alive with a pack of dogs and selling them to Cubans. Catching gators on the side of the road and donating them to Lowry Park Zoo. Driving a wrecker at the Daytona races and helping his buddy in Old Town run stone crab traps in the Gulf. Keep up the great work and I hope to see you guys soon. Joey Bell. Boom. This is your guy, Nate. Yeah, Joey Bell. Uh, Yeah, I know Joey. Yeah, he's a good dude. He really is. He's super involved with Tennessee chapter of BHA, right? Yeah, he's their chair. He's the chair of uh, Tennessee BHA. So, good dude. Other cool uh, thing about Joey Bell is he's a turkey killing. He's a turkey's worst nightmare. Machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he's. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's like dude, the TSS dude, of people. If there's a turkey within, uh, you know, a mile of him, he's going to find a way to shoot it. Yeah. You you, you, you seem as though you want to say something. Oh, my God. Do you want to say something? You are annoying. <laughs> um, He says he'll see us soon. Maybe he's coming to the live show. Well, he did Maybe. Tickets. That'd be sweet. If he flies down here from Tennessee without a ticket, he ain't getting in the library. <laughs> oh <my laughs> uh, what's new with you, Travis? Nate, Nate, can Catherine act as the bouncer at the live show? Yeah, because sure. she's been working out like a like a banshee. She has been this entire yeah. year, and I feel like she's gonna be ripped and could handle basically anyone in our listening circle that comes. She could absolutely. She could. What is new with me? Oh my goodness. Um. So many things. We're going to talk about iCast today because coming back from iCast. But before we do that, I do want to mention new hats are up in the store. Woo, woo, they're so cool. Nate, I haven't shipped yours. I'm going to ship yours out. We're recording this on Monday. I'm going to ship yours out actually tomorrow. But cool. these are dope. 
They are dope, dope. Like I'm really, really impressed with the hats. Yeah, into them big time. My my favorite, I think, I'm calling the Carolina. Which the is, light blue. It's the light yeah. blue with the gray back trucker. Yeah, it is. That's a cool looking hat. Like whoever designed that hat, kudos to them. Yep, it, it was me. Anyway, <laughs> that's what's new with me. Hats are flying off the shelf already. They are. He posted them last night, and this morning I texted him in the course of being husband and wife and asked him some things, and then I was like, how are your hats doing? He's like, I've sold eight. Yeah, we sold eight. He like had been awake hour. for like two hours. Awesome. So super, super cool. Thank you guys for doing that. Really helps us out immensely um, for all the stuff we have to do putting together the show. So thank you all for the hats. Make sure to check the show notes. We'll have a link to the store. Where we'll you have some them. at the show. And we will have some at the live show. And we've had people ask about the live show shirt. The live show shirts have been ordered. So I've had a lot of saga around screen printers in my life recently. We got live show shirts? We have shirts only for the live show. You oh can only gosh. get them at the what live show. What do they show. look like? Exclusive I'll you, shirts. I'll show you off to the side. They're incredible. They're really, really cool. Oh, my gosh. They've got the theme of the show on them. They've got maybe a duck that some people have trouble identifying in Florida on them. They've got one of the most ubiquitous alligators. It's an alligator. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be so what good. Kind of the, animal spoiler, is it? the spoiler was going to be so good there. I was teasing it out way a whole lot. Anyway, live show shirts will be here and you will only be able to, we're only doing one run of them. And there's, so there's a very limited supply and they'll only be available at the live show. Exclusive. So the rest were burning. So get one there or <laughs> don't get one. No, we're not burning. We're them. burning. Them. That's not a good business model. I'm gonna like you think this is a bad a business model? That's a bad business model. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we talk about ICAST, we need to tell you about one of our sponsors, and that is our oldest, longest term. I don't know if he's our oldest sponsor because I'm sure Craig is older. He's than Fletcher, the grandfather. But of he's our been sponsors. our sponsor the longest. That is Fletcher Hallett with Hallett Insurance 904-315-5812. And let me tell you guys, Fletcher is such a good dude. We, we, we've said this a billion times, right? If you want boat insurance, if you want house insurance, if you want commercial, like for your business insurance, life insurance, whatever kind of insurance, reach out to Fletcher Hallett, Hallett Insurance. But the reason thing I was going to tell you is Fletcher is actually driving to my house next week and spending the night on the couch in my office to get up the next morning and then drive to Fort Myers with us to speak at a commission meeting. Like that's how, how in to being a conservationist, to being a sportsman, to being a hunter, fisherman representative he is. Not many people you can say will do that in the state. And this guy's the insurance guy that advertises on the show. So that, that should just speak to him. If you're looking for someone to give you a quote on your insurance, give Fletcher a call. 904-315-5812. You can also send him an email, fhallett at hallettends.com. Emily, how would they spell Hallett? Here we go. She's she's nervous, you guys. Double the L's and double the T's. Hallett for all your insurance needs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The band is back together. Mm, All right. Let's talk about ICAST, the world's largest fishing show. Great fishing starts here. Is that the slogan? That's their slogan. That's their tagline. Huh. Wow. That's terrible. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) You can't fish in a convention center. Well, great fishing doesn't start there. Oh, well, okay. I, I see what you're saying, but I don't Do think that's fair. Do they have a fair. pool? 
They do. They actually have a lure tank that they throw lures in. Oh. And then they have a casting Are pond. Are there fish in it? Casting pond, no hooks allowed. Okay. Well, that's not that's not a successful fishing <laughs> Let's call it fishing, not theory. catching. Travis, <laughs> how was iCast? It was a little bit smaller of a show this year. Yeah, it was it was smaller um, both in footprint. So get this, Nate, for comparison purposes. <laughs> usually it takes me a day and a half to walk the entirety of the show floor. Today I walked the whole show floor the first day by like 3 o'clock. Wow. So substantially smaller show this year. But I don't think that was a bad thing. I think it was – I think it was – I think some vendors reduced their booth size, like the big guys, like the Costas and the Power Poles. Um, I, they had a good presence there, but I think their booths were a little bit smaller footprint than usual. Right. Um, I felt like there were less mom and pop shops, which are the things I kind of love. Is like you get to see that kind of stuff and I talk about them on the show and hopefully send some people that way. Yeah. Smaller, smaller show, but still, still a good show, still a fun show. What was the most surprising thing that you saw there? I'll tell you, this was, this is the thing that I saw it in the new product showcase. And I texted Will that night and was like, dude, you got to see this. Okay. So it was a, it was in the new product showcase, which is all the new products coming out. And as a media person, you get to go in there the first night and they had a TV monitor there showing this thing that was like, it looked like a chart plotter or like a, like a bottom machine, like a depth finder, whatever you call them these days. Right. I don't use one, so I don't know what it's called. But it's like a, it's like a, but it was really high resolution topographically the bottom of, of the water. And then next to it, it had a pair of sunglasses. And if you looked closely at the sunglasses, if you put them on, you could see wherever you looked, you, you know how, you know how when you, when you, when you hold your, you know how when you hold your phone. The depth finder was built into the glasses. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Oh it was like God. VR. It's like VR. It That's out. what it's called. AR augmented reality. Yeah. There you go. So you can see the contours of the lake or the whatever on your glasses. Beyond that, Nate, you could see like your waypoints and stuff. Does can you see like the bottom? No, you can't. I mean, yeah, you can see the bottom. Whatever's overlaid. In oh your, yeah, 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 yeah. Your, okay. But like, if you said, "Hey, I've marked this hole, and this is where I caught a snook last time," you can right. then see that yellow dot. Or, or if like let's say you subscribe to a service. And they kept an eye on, um, what is that called? The Marine the fish li- Report? Thing? No, I think it's called the Lights List. It comes out from the Coast Guard every week. I get an email about it every week. And it's all the updates. Like a pole gets knocked down and they haven't replaced it yet. They update the Lights List, the Coast Guard. Got does. it. Okay. You yeah. could get that in a, in a dump file and load it into your database. And so then you could see, let's say there was a no fishing zone or restricted boating zone or whatever, they could have that shaded. And so you're driving along, looking through those glasses and you could see red wow. shaded up there and say, Oh, I'm not supposed to be on a plane in that. Or that's cool. That's interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Like, like does it lower the bar too much to where people, but from a safety standpoint, does it raise the bar somewhat? Right. There's always give and take with new technology in every industry. Yeah. Especially I've, the outdoor industry. Um, yeah, but it's very cool though. Really super cool. J- James Bond would would fish yeah. with those on. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, yes. okay, this is, and if you yep. know Will, Will is not a fisherman. Like that's not his jam. Will formerly the two minute Will. Our son Will. Yeah. Thumbs down on the fishing. Like he, he goes and hangs out, but he's not into fishing. No. You'd say? That's not his jam. Yeah. But he would go fishing if he got to wear James Bond sunglasses and look at the yep. depth finder the whole day. 
Yeah. Like while he's looking around. Super cool. Anyway. Okay. That was a good one. That was the coolest thing I saw there. That's cool. I have no um, idea how much it costs. Go ahead. When are we getting uh cast and blast FL Kong uh Kong bong things? Beer beer, oh my God. beer the Kong beer. bong beer Kong things. I don't know what it's I don't if know. If you it is. if you follow Travis on social media, you would have seen this item real time. It's a it's a plastic koozie with a it looks like a coffee cup handle, but it's actually not a coffee cup handle at all. It's a detachable funnel hose that you screw onto the bottom of the koozie. Then you take your beer out of the koozie and pour it in there and you funnel the beer. Is that what you're called? Is that called funneling or shotgunning? No, that's not shotgunning. That would that would be more like a funnel. Not that yeah. I know that much about either one of those things, but because shotgunning um, is when you like punch a hole, a hole in the you bottom. Poke a of hole in the in the can. In. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. But they were really cool looking. But it's a koozie too, so you can put your can in there and keep it cold. But if you want to like drink something fast, you just pour it in there and and open it up and go. So I, I'm not a drinker, so I was the least qualified person to to stop by this booth. But I'm going to tell you, it looked like they were giving beer away at that booth with as many people nice. as were there. Nice. Like it was a mob scene every time I went by it. So good for them. Like this that's a, a creative fun it's fun idea. So dumb. It is so dumb, but it's a creative fun idea. Um, <laughs> what? was the thing you saw that you disliked oh that i disliked you're kind of affable you never really have harsh opinions on anything i don't don't, don't really like to argue I, you know what i am affable lol <laughs> outside this radio show i am very affable i'll tell you the thing i di didn't like and i went to make a tiktok about this i just forgot <laughs> which is why i have the worst tiktoker on the planet <laughs> But I timed it to walk from one end of the show floor to the other. Took me five, five, five hours. Took me five minutes and 22 seconds to walk from one show into the floor to the other. And that's where the conservation corner was, which had all the way at the other, which had yep. my FWC's booth. It had South Carolina DNR's booth. It had the coral reef restoration booth and fish and wildlife foundation of Florida's booth. They were all crammed like back in the corner where like there was no foot traffic. And they had great booths, but I'm just like, this whole show is built on the premise of conservation and fish being around for us to catch. So we were joking about great fishing starts here. Great fishing really starts with having fish to catch. Right. And it just kind of mm. struck me. That was the one thing I was really like, man, I, I know ASA is a great organization. That's who puts on ICAST, not knocking them on it, but it'd be really cool if those, those organizations were put like front and center where everyone had to walk past them to get to everything yep. else. It's so. just like like people don't watch the news, right? Because it's not sexy and fun. It's not a beer beer kong bong. Right. Okay, but I will tell you. <clears throat> so I did make a TikTok about all the fish I saw there because mm -hmm. a lot of booths had fish in aquariums. So Lunkerville. FWC has a bass that they take to shows. They've they've taken this bass to shows for years. It's called Myrtle. Her name is Myrtle, mm -hmm. and she's fourteen pounds now. I've never seen a fourteen pound bass in real life. Like that's a huge bass. Huge. A huge bass. Everyone that walked past their booth, if they came over to that corner, was like struck by Myrtle because she was so big. Because she stuck her tail out of the tank and whopped them upside down. Right. Head. Like she was like that fish in that Dr. Seuss book that outgrew his tank. Um, but they had a cool booth. They had a cool thing. They were giving stuff away, which a lot of the for-profit booths weren't giving stuff away. They, they were giving away fish tape measures. They were giving away boat keychains. 
Fish and Wildlife Foundation of Florida was giving away uh, shark socks. I have a pair of shark socks. For nice. me? Nice. Yeah, they're for you. Nice. Anyway, so just disappointing to me. The thing I disliked was that that was back in the back corner and not front and center. I think that's a good, that's fair. That's fair. What was the thing that you saw that you would be most likely to use? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, and it's absurd. But I loved it with all of my heart, soul, and mind. And Emily would support me using this. And that is, I'm going to show him because there's a picture of it on the card that, that they gave me. Oh, you told me about this. It's called a phone buoy. A phone buoy? A phone buoy. And it is so a So it's a float for your phone. Yeah. It's a, but it's big. So okay, like a like a uh, like a Boca buoy. Yes, it's kind of like that, except it's smaller and it is foam. Okay, and it has like a wire cable that's embedded into it. Not like so most boat keychains. You know, you know they have that little like yeah, like when your parents gave you like a dog tag necklace when you were like seven years old. It was that little bead. Yes, a little bead. yeah metal bead and, and clasp thing. Yeah, that yeah. thing exactly. So this is this does not have that. This has a strong heavy duty wire cord with a hook on it and that hook could go to like a on your phone it could go to like a what are those things called that you like, like? a pop socket yes. or like a there's like one you put your finger through i can't remember that one yeah so, so i have a foam chums keychain for my boat keys that will only float if there are two keys on it any more than two keys and it's sinking it's gone yeah yeah if the if the uh oh it comes with the cell phone ring that's what i'm saying i just looked it up yeah look at it it's like heavy duty the way it, you see the cord on it, how mm-hmm. it's like, anyway, they're $19.99. They're a little expensive for what they are, but it's also going to be the last one you ever have to buy. Right. And I was like, this is really cool. The only place you can get them is online. What's their website? You have it right there. Phonebuoys.com. That's F. <laughs> That's P-H-O-N-E-B-U-O-Y-S.com. <laughs> the other, the other kind of cool thing. About, <laughs> the other kind of cool thing about them was the, uh, was she, she actually clipped two phones to one and put it, they, they had these like big giant test tube cylinder things. She put two phones on one and hung it and it floated, but it's also big and white and red. So it's so very visible because it. that's the other problem with my little one is it gets really grungy really fast. If it flew out, you'd never see it again. So I'm like, man, that's a really cool for someone like me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Bad at keeping track of stuff. You could clip one of those to your, like you, like you said, Nate, to your Boga grip. You clip one right. of stuff like that and and save it so you didn't lose it in the future. The the other thing I saw, and I don't know if this works or not. It may have been a gimmick. I, I don't know. And I cannot believe I don't have what it's called in front of me. I will find a link to it and put it in the show notes, I promise. But it's a bug light. Do you remember me telling you about this? Yes. It's like three LED little lights that clip to the bill of your hat. Okay. And one is infrared. One is ultraviolet. And one is an LED something. Okay. And the guy that created this figured out that the spectrums of those lights, bugs don't like. And it's the same principle. You ever go to an outside bar and they've got those bags of water hanging up by the lights? Yeah. You know what I'm talking okay. about? And it reflects yeah. and like mm-hmm. the flies won't come around. It's the same principle as that. And he's, and they said, if you wear this thing, you will not have bugs near you. I don't know if it's true or not. It seems a little gimmicky, but it also yeah. seems like maybe there could be some science behind it. Right. Sorry, sorry. If y'all are looking for somebody to say, yeah, I went to Strike King's booth and I love the new color lure they came out with because it was Fire Tiger not and it. now it's Pink Fire Tiger. I'm not that guy. I like the gadgety gizmo stuff. And if you've been listening to us for any length of time, you now know that. 
I tried to look up a bug light hat bill clip, but I don't see anything. I, like that. I, while while you're talking, I can I can look it up and I took a picture of it, so I'll, I'll have it in my in my uh, phone so I can tell you what it's called. The other thing that I loved the idea of, and I don't know if it's good or not, was this thing. I brought you some. Oh, it's called CSR Catch Some Relief, and it is a CBD pain cream. Oh, interesting. I talked to that guy a little bit. I don't know anything about it, but I talked to that guy a little bit, and he seemed to really know what he was talking about when it came to CBD. <laughs> don't read between the lines on that description. But no, the dude the dude really seemed, he was like, you don't want to use a tincture because the oils or the water is too much on this and that. Like He, he was speaking from a position of confidence, I thought, about what he was talking about. I bought what he was selling. Mm-hmm. Not that I bought anything, but looked like a really cool product. He, they were giving out little samples, and Bill Cooksey was with me. He, he, we met up that day and they nice. put some on his elbow and he's like, dude, the next day his elbow did not hurt. So don't know if that was a placebo. Don't know if it worked, if it didn't work, but he seemed to think it was like, there might be something to this. They so. have a bunch of different stuff. They have like pain patches, pain stick, lip balm, pain cream. Yeah. Catch some relief.com. If you want to check it out, they have a lot of people in their pro staff that are all day fishermen. You know, when you fish all day, you're standing on that front of that boat and your lower oh, yeah. back is just killing you. So lower back. And then I get pain, especially if I'm throwing up top water bait for a long time, I get pain like in my shoulder blades. Yeah. Your dad, from, like, you know, twitching the rod. I, I know that your dad, if you throw a top water bait for long has pain in the back of his head. <laughs> and the top water bait <laughs> embeds into it. L O L. I think that was everything. Oh, the one thing everybody asked me about was the sunglass brand Baggio. Yeah, I saw a lot of talk about that. So I'm going to try to get those on those guys on to do an interview. Um, I had a couple of conversations with them. I'll be honest with you. I I think the top three executives from the company came from Costa. So it's Costa sold to Luxottica last year, I think, and moved Mm -hmm. operations out of Florida. These guys are Florida based. They do something with recycling plastic or the way they'd make the resins for the lenses or the, the frames is a little bit more green. I'll say it that way because I don't really understand what, right. what it is they do. But it's a, it's a better product for the environment, the way they make the lens, uh, the frames. The lenses come to Florida as a solid piece and they grind them down here and then assemble the glasses in Florida. So all those operations are in Florida. So looks like a cool product if you're looking for an alternative to Costa or Smith or RCI or any of those guys. I will tell you this. It looked to me like they had thrown some money at their booth and at their product. Like they had a pretty serious right. investment for a brand that's been around since whatever it was, March or April. Something mm. like that. They haven't been around long. Um, I think that was I think that's really the highlights I have for iCast. Nice. Is there anything I told you about that was the, – the big part about iCast is always seeing people. So I got to see right. Bill Cooksey. I got to see Raymond Iglesias. I got to see uh, Matt Ellis, who listens to our show. And we've, I've been on his podcast before. He's been on ours. Um, all of our friends from FWC, from the Fish and Wildlife Foundation. Uh, Jovan McNeil. Got to walk around the show floor with Jovan for a little while and hang out. Um, so it's really cool because it's like a little bit of a reunion. When you walk right. around, you're like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in, you know, since last year at ICAST. So it's, it's super cool, super fun. Uh, good event. It was nice. It was smaller this year. I got to come home early the last day. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. usually I'm there from open to close every day, but this year I got to, I got to sneak out of there a little bit early with that. If you guys don't have any other questions about ICAST, we will go into 
the greatest of all segments, Keep and Release, which we have not done in low these many years. But before we talk about Keep and Release, we have to tell you about another one of our sponsors. That is Craig Harrell of Harrell Adjusting Services, 863-559-3405. If you have any sort of insurance claim and you're not sure that you're getting the most you should for that claim, reach out to Craig at Harrell Adjusting Services, 863-559-3405. Emily. How would they know why to call Craig? <laughs> when your insurance is being disgusting, that's when you call Harold Adjusting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how to end that one. <laughs> Nate's face. I wish y'all could Nate, have seen Nate that. was not on board with that. I feel like those are the creative differences. They've split again on their, on yeah. their musical career. Emily and Nate are not telling you they're the they're Nirvana before Dave, Dave Gruel went off and started. We're the darkest Foo timeline, fighters. Sunny yeah. and Cher. Nate, Although you, that timeline was pretty dark on its own. Nate, do you have a release? <laughs> I do. Um, God, did you just say the darkest timeline, Sunny and Cher, is you and Nate? And then you said that dark that timeline was pretty dark on its own. That was the saddest thing anyone's ever said. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Sunny. I Bono. need. I have to drink to be a oh person. Oh my gosh. Oh man. So email Travis at castablessfl.com if you're interested in being a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> My release is uh, Georgia. Not, this is not Florida-based, but I, Georgia came out with their hunting regulations last week. And um, <clears throat> we've been a big hot topic in the state has been the turkey regulations and what changes they may or may not make to the turkey regulations, which a lot of states in the southeast are looking at that because of uh, you know declining turkey populations and things like that. Anyway, <clears throat> they had three proposed uh, changes that they were thinking about making. One was uh, reducing the turkey limit to two instead of three. <clears throat> one was making it uh, well, so four. One was making it like one per day, and then uh, one was making it uh, moving the season back a couple of weeks, starting a little later, and then the other was making public land start a w even a week later than the private land. <clears throat> so they ended up implementing, yeah, say they ended up in implementing all of those, even though a lot of public comment really <laughs> denounced <laughs> the split of the, the other ones I'm okay with, like it doesn't bother me, but the split of the public and private land hunting dates is really what kind of like, you know, we got a lot of public comment that said that's not what we want, but they did it anyway. So, um, <clears throat> I'm and I'm, you know, this podcast we are usually very in support of all of our DNR or FWC or whatever is going on, and I am in general support of them. But I don't like this rule, and I don't know why they did it. Uh, but the weird thing is, they have it in a page on the Breg book, like the first page that says like you know, notable changes to laws. It's there. But it's not on the season date page where all the like official season dates are. So I would like some explanation from DNR. I'm going to try to reach out and get an explanation. Um, but anyway, that's my release is that rule change to the turkey regulations um, where public land starts a week later than private land. Not a fan. They, so. There's no there's no scientific base for that. Like what what is I there? wouldn't think so. I wouldn't I don't know if there is. But I wouldn't think that there would be a lot of scientific base for that, just in my opinion. But is there know. is there an upside to it? And I'm just thinking out loud as we're talking about this. Is there an upside to this that by putting the pressure on the private land f 
first, maybe it forces some of the turkeys off private land onto public land. So the public uh, land I mean, could be, experience. could be, um, that could be a thought process. I don't know, but I don't know, I don't know, if, I don't know if, I don't know if doing that is, <clears throat> I don't know if doing that warrants the change. Right. I don't know if that's like the, that would be the thing, but. Emily has what, her hand raised. What, it's radio. What problem are they trying to solve with these rule changes? So uh, declining turkey populations in the state of Georgia. So they're trying to take some of the hunting pressure off of turkeys so that during the main breeding season, which really is like the last couple of weekends in March, uh, is take the hunters out of that equation so that the birds aren't pressured during that time so they have a better chance of getting their breeding in at that point mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we start a little bit later so that you know we take a little bit of the pressure off um now you know what's what's the data that says like hunter harvest is uh the highest mortality rate i think there is some data that supports it's a pretty high mortality rate maybe not the highest but it is i think no, it does affect I- I think hunter har- I think hunter harvest is the mortality rate on turkeys. Like if a turkey, yeah, I remember Brett Collier saying that when we interviewed him. If a turkey becomes an adult turkey, they live. Like obviously they're killed occasionally by a coyote or an right, owl right, or whatever. Right. But generally speaking, if a turkey becomes an adult turkey, it lives. The problem is getting it from an egg to being an adult turkey. Right, like it's everything right. eats turkeys when they're not adults mm. yes. all the time. Okay, so do you anyway, the my release. Yeah, go ahead. What, what was it? A hundred. It takes a hundred. A hundred eggs to produce six gobblers or something like that. It's, yeah. It's something yeah, ridiculous. Something like ridiculous. Odds of seeing yeah. a gobbler. Amaze me. So. Yep. So anyway, that's my release is the date, the date difference. Yeah. I'll see. I'll <clears> dig into that. And see if I can get any clarification on, on why that would exist I'd like, from, the, yeah. from the biologist side. See if, see if there's anything there that would lead to it. Yeah. Again, this is like very fresh and, and kind of new and I haven't even really reached out, but I plan on doing that and trying to get some explanation, but keep anyway. us posted on that one. We'll do. Um, I'm going to, I I've got three releases. I'll do them all quickly because it's been so long since I've been able to do releases. They've just been building up, but I just want to go ahead and stick a pin in green mountain grills because my grill still doesn't work. So I still don't have a pellet grill. Just that's a quick update for you guys that have been following the saga ongoing. We are so hungry. I know. And poor Will is like enjoying the saga as I'm on the phone call with these poor customer service agents trying to get this thing resolved. I just need I just need the grill to work at this point. I don't care what you do. Just make my grill work. Um, that's one. Number two, I will be quick about it. I'm not going to go way into it, but the FL5 amendments, if you have not seen these, they're floating around out there. That's the Florida 5, and it's the rights of nature movement. And it's basically it's taking away from FWC, the constitutionally empowered agency to manage uh, natural resources in Florida. It's taking some of their uh, responsibility away around things like bears and manatees and sea turtles and, uh, you know, a lot of species that they've done a whole really good job on managing to get to the point that they are at. So um, it's a very concerning and they, they kind of glossy it up really good and say, don't you want clean water to drink? Like, if you don't sign this amendment, you're not going to have clean water to drink. So uh, really concerning. If you see anyone talking about that, please make sure. We're trying not to post about it a lot online because we don't want to give them the traction and social media can work against you somewhat on that. But if you see anyone talking about that, please make sure that they're not signing the FL5 amendments petition because they made it really easy to sign. They get 900,000 signatures. It goes as a ballot amendment in Florida. And every amendment that gets posted on the ballot in Florida passes. That's 
how we work in Florida. That's how Florida man does his business. <laughs> the real, the real release that I have though is all the drama we've had recently. And I'll keep this as brief too. All the drama we've had recently about tarping, tarpon handling. Nate, going back to Black Ooh. Tip H, the guy in Louisiana that Man. shot one with a bow and arrow. Have you been following these sagas, and do you have thoughts, feelings, and emotions about them? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, there's a lot of validity on all sides of the argument. I'm not going to sit here and say that one side's right, one side's wrong. Um, you know, my opinion is if it's not illegal, then, I mean, we don't really have a leg to stand on, really. And for people calling for rule changes, I, I'm never an advocate for more laws, so I'm not really going to, unless the science supports it, which I don't know if it does. Uh, so anyway, there, I could I could go on for a while, but in my I'm kind of right in the middle on a lot of this stuff because, you know, I, I see the argument on both sides. But it's another, you know, we have another case of charismatic megafauna being, you know, held to a different standard than like a trout or a redfish or a snapper. C right. So completely agree. There's plenty of tarpon around. You're not going to see me or Nate or Emily throwing our arms through the gills and holding one, hoisting one up for a picture. You're not going to nope. see us shooting one with a bow and arrow, even if it were made legal tomorrow. But at the same time, I think, I think you get a little bit into the, is it legal or is it ethical? Where's that line? And where, where do we hold that line as sportsmen? But I also think we can get a little inside our heads and create some problems for ourselves because we're the only ones really bitching and moaning about this thing at the end of the day. Right. Is sportsmen yelling at other sportsmen. And that doesn't seem like a productive thing. So tarpon fishing has turned into a religion of sorts. And uh, it doesn't reconcile itself very well with where fishing came from. The, the kind of consumptive use of fishing. You went to fish as a utilitarian thing. Now it's moved into a almost viewed as a non-consumptive use in many respects. And I think that's fine if that's the way you want to go. I, I have no qualms at that at all. Nate and I do a lot of catch and release fishing. Like I would say in our lives, a lot of our fishing together has been catch and release fishing. But at the end of the day, I don't want to look down my nose at the guy that wants to go catch a tarpon and, and keep it if, as long as he does it legally, like pays tarpon tag in Florida and right. has it, has it, you know, I think in Florida now you can't keep them at all unless they, are record worthy or something. Yeah. There's yeah. Like some kind of word verbiage around that. I would never keep a tarpon, but a lot of hate being slung around on that. My other side of that is it seems like we waste a lot of energy on it when we have stuff that we could be spending that energy on. That's probably more productive mm. than being upset about that single fish. Right. Right. So, but we were asked to address the tarpon handling thing. So I thought I'd sneak it into keeps and releases. Emily, we're going to let you go last and releases because you have a release that's going to dovetail into your keep. And this is pertaining to a construction project that you recently did. <laughs> it's not a construction project. So we have the shed out back, which is insured by Highland Insurance that uh, holds all of our duck paraphernalia and is guarded by a fully armed militia. Don't come on my property. But anyway, the neighbors the, have a militia because we lost all of our weapons in a boating accident. There's a <laughs> there's a ramp that we use to drive the lawnmower into said shed. Well, that ramp is older than me and Jesus. And it finally gave way the other day when I'm oh, sorry, you and who? When Finley jumped through it. <laughs> Did you say Jesus? He was <laughs> Is there an AY in his name? <laughs> That's not sacrilegious, it's sad. <laughs> so so Finley jumped through the ramp. He was okay. But 
the ramp was not okay. The ramp is no more. And Travis was at ICAST and I didn't know if or when he was ever coming home, quite honestly, because that's where fishing starts. Great fishing. So I went and figured out how to make a <laughs> ramp on the internet. <laughs> Wait, that was my release. Here's it is tickled. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. You released <laughs> that the ramp broke. Is that what your release was? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Carry on. So I went and I, I went on the Google and I was like, how do you build a ramp? And so I found this video of this sweet old man and he taught me how to build a ramp and I made a list of everything I needed and I went to Lowe's and I got all the wood and I came home and I built a ramp. Was it like Saul on Parks and Rec? Who? The guy on Parks and Rec. He's Saul from Ocean's Eleven. He's like, ramp up Pawnee. This is Bobby Newport's plan. Oh my gosh. That's Carl exactly what it was. That's what I, that's what I imagined the old man being like in the video. The ramp is 48 inches wide by 60 inches long. She is sturdy and I'm going to, I'm going to change. I'm going to flip the script. I'm going back to another release. Yeah. I, this is where I thought the release was. I, uh, I put it all together and I, I ripped the stickers off some of my boards. Cause I was like, I know that I bought outside wood because I agonized over it in the store at Lowe's. Um, but I pulled one of the skews off and I looked it up and the, the, uh, what are those side ones called? The stringers? Yes. The, the stringers are not made of outside wood and they actually come in contact with the ground, even though they were in the bin made of outside wood, it said exterior wood. So I have to go fix that. But, but back to the keeps, I was able to get the lawnmower out of the shed on Saturday and mow the lawn smoothly. Nice. So all in all, it was a, it was drama, but it was, it was also fun for me because I love building things. She, she loves building things and she built this thing and it's massive. I did a really good job too. Like, like Will and I beautiful. were going to pick it up to move it and we couldn't. We had to pull the truck into the garage, load it up. Like it's solid. It's substantial. It's so beautiful. And it is perfectly, like I'm sure it's not perfectly square, but it seems perfectly square. It's perfectly square. Okay. It's perfectly square. There you go. Have you seen No Tatum? reason to believe it's not, right? Have you seen Tatum? Hi, this is Tatum on, on TikTok. Yes. And he's like, yes. mom's not construction. Mom is construction at our house. M is yeah. construction. She does, she does good construction. So kudos to you. Well done. That out. Well done. It was only $66 to, to build a ramp. Yeah. There you go. Even with the sky price. Pretty high good price. price really? Excellent. Excellent job. So if you're in the central Florida area and you need a ramp, I'll be happy to build you one for a small fee. There you go. It would make me so happy and you'll get a ramp. She legitimately loves doing that. The other thing is she started loving lately is mowing the yard. Nice. Because for years I've not let her mow it because our lawnmower doesn't have a gas and a brake. It just has a single clutch. And as you let your, it kind of jerks when you take off. And with uh -huh. her neck, I was like, you don't need to do this because, but she enjoys it because she likes to get out and listen to her iPod and kind of get some sun and veg out. And I was actually talking to my friend Jameson about this at work today. I always listen to the soundtrack for, um, in the Heights which is now a movie that's out right now by Lin-Manuel right, Miranda, right. except for this is the old school soundtrack before it got popular. And I sing it at the top of my lungs and I mow my lawn and I used to have a cold beer, but now I just drink water and it's the best. Okay. God, it's the best. Why doesn't everyone it's love really satisfying. mowing the lawn? It's, yeah, it's super satisfying too because you can see yes. the progress. It's instant oh. gratification. Like you mow a strip and you know that strip is done. Yeah. And then you turn around, you mow another strip and it's like, you see your progress as you go. And it's like when you hit that last strip and it's like one so perfect good. little thing, it's great. Should we tell Nate that the deck on our lawnmower has hit the cypress knees so much? That's though it mows at an angle. Yeah. So it looks like our yard yeah. is constantly downhill. 
<laughs> hey, just over aesthetics, over baby. Aesthetics. It's awesome. What is your keep, Nathan? <clears throat> My keep is uh it's the Olympics. I really love love the Olympics every four years or how five years now that it comes around. Um I like watching it. I like that it's like there's still a lot of shooting sports and I like that, you know, it's fun and I like watching swimming. I like watching gymnastics. I like watching basically anything I can watch except for like, I don't know. What's a really boring one? Three on three basketball. Sorry. I'm just not into three on three basketball. Have you made it to TikTok Olympics yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I saw a TikTok where they did like a tour of the Olympic Village where all the athletes are living and everything. And that was pretty cool. Like all the their beds are made out of cardboard. The, Have the you cardboard seen that? beds? No. I've cardboard seen, oh, beds. Taking, cardboard bed TikTok has taken oh, over my no. TikTok. How feed. are they going to? It's have like the sex? new thing. That is a huge thing is when people go. No, <laughs> let's just remember. I'm not. Editing. It is. I'm not no, editing. Is. No, right. this doesn't need to be edited. But when you put a like hundreds of healthy, fit yep. people that is it's what happens and they they have to have like prophylactics in every room because otherwise it becomes a rampant std ridden I, situation yeah. so like that's hilarious that they have cardboard beds yes but they're also but they, have you seen the tiktoks where they have you seen the TikTok tiktoks where they're like jumping on yeah them they're testing they're the beds like, out oh they're yeah fine. no they're they're sturdy oh, oh they're good, good. All yeah right, good they're I'm, nice and sturdy that's great i was worried about america okay. but USA. anyway big big fan of the olympics it's uh it's just a lot of fun to watch. Did every you know four the Olympics years. were happening? I did. Okay. I, did. I don't care about them at all, but I did know. I they knew were that they were about to happen. I did not know that they were happening already until right now. It cracks me up how people. I mean, it doesn't. I'm not like making fun of them, but people get really into the Olympics. I think really Nate into is, it. Yeah, I think I'm Nate not is that who you're into about. it. Yeah. No, well, your not, sister I'm too. I'm not that into it. My sister who hates sports is into the. That's Olympics. what cracks me up. I'm like, what is it? What is different about this that is cool? I don't know. America. Maybe it's well, like the showmanship of it. It's very like <laughs> ceremonial. Yeah, I mean, it's also a year late and a fan or two short, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, my yep. keep is, I'm going to say what I call the slow and steady turning. Like, I feel like we get frustrated a lot in conservation circles with, like, having the same conversations over and over again. And, um, like, around spraying, around restricted hunting areas, around politics, around red tide. Like, it feels like we have those over and over again. But I really feel like out there, there is a slow, steady turning happening to the conservation society at large in Florida, where we're starting to see some people come together, like some coalition building, some synergies, some people saying, you know what, I need to show up and I don't need to show up for Travis or for CCA or for whoever. I need to show up for myself. And I think there's a, there's a tremendous power in that. And Anyway, I'm, I'm really proud of that. I'm proud of whatever part we've been able to play in that, small or large. Um, but you mentioned a minute ago, we don't like to disagree. We like to support the agencies where we can. You said Georgia DNR or FWC. That's true, but that doesn't mean we are going to sit back and be walked over if it's a rule that we think. Right. I, if it's a rule that we have questions about, we'd like our questions to be answered. You're, you, right. you guys work in public service and we'd like those questions to be answered. And that's that's kind of your take with that turkey rule. That's kind of been our take with the RHA rule from the beginning is we've got some questions that you guys can't answer. So um, I just know over the last week or two, and M, you've seen it behind the scenes, stuff going on like phone calls and meetings and things that are happening um, as it pertains to the RHAs, as it pertains to the congressional sportsmen's groups. As mm-hmm. it, I got to go to Miami a couple weeks back, thanks to Mike Elfenbein, and meet with, with a congresswoman and talk about conservation funding and how it works through Pittman Robertson and Wallet Brew and Dingle Johnson and all this stuff. So 
really cool to be able to be in those some of those positions and I'm really privileged to be in some of those positions, but I'm really thankful to be in some of those positions too. So anyway, that's my it's, keep. It's the momentum you've been trying to build for four years now, Yeah. by the way. Yep. We've been doing this and uh, it's it's coming. Like it's it's getting there. Yep. We're starting to feel it. Yep. You eat an elephant one bite at a time. Yep. So, all right, Nate, I had to say it every day. Did you listen to any of the RHA episodes or did you skip those <laughs> because we unsubscribed you? I uh, I feel like I've been unsubscribed. Okay. But. Well, I had to do the Stay Woke every day last week, and it, I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like I may have crushed it every day. I'm sure you did. Like, I started slow, but then it, it built as the week went on, and I think by the end of the week, I was like you doing the yes at the end of the Halidad. I had supplanted Emily, but I had supplanted you. If that yeah. Makes sense. It takes practice. It takes it, practice. It does. It really does. Anyway, we want to put it all on the show. Hope everybody has a great week, and... Stay woke. Thanks for listening to Cast and Blast Florida podcast, serious outdoorsmen who don't take themselves too seriously. As always, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you can figure out how to do that. You can check out our store at castandblastfl.com, click the shop link, or you can join us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. The very best thing you can do for us, though, is to invite someone else to listen to the show. Recruit us a new listener. We hope everyone has a great day and enjoy the dulcet tones of trail divers as they take you into your week. The